0: Welcome to the Healing While Black podcast, where we believe it's possible and necessary for Black people to heal, thrive, and celebrate our lives in the face of injustice.
1: We'll highlight the often unheard voices and perspectives of Black people on a range of topics that impact our lives. I'm Misty.
0: And I'm Kiana. And we're two Black women therapists with real lives trying to heal while Black and figure it all out too. Thanks for joining us. You ready? Mm -hmm. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome back for the fourth and final episode of the Farm and Wild Black series in collaboration with EcoCity Farms.
1: We want to thank EcoCity Farms for working with us to bring you this series highlighting Black people and the hope and power that comes with reclaiming our connection to the land and sustaining our communities through agriculture.
0: As you all may recall, throughout this series, we've been speaking with participants of the programs of EcoCity Farms and highlighting the ways in which their efforts in farming have contributed to the healing and well-being of Black people. We also had the opportunity to visit in person the three farms that comprise EcoCity Farms and see for ourselves some of what our guests have described throughout the series.
1: So in today's episode, we'd like to focus on our own thoughts around the topic of farming while Black based on what we've learned throughout this series. This has been an incredible learning experience for the two of us. Being able to connect with the beginning farmers and the incubator farmers was really insightful. It helped us to feel hopeful about Black people and us being able to achieve more
0: autonomy. So we got to see all all three farms. So, so the first farm we visited was the Edmonston Farm. And that's ECO's first developed farm located in Edmonston, Maryland, uh, right in Prince George's County. It's on 1.5 acres of land. Um, it's within a residential neighborhood right outside of the Anacostia River. This was a really cool farm. Um, one of the things that I love about it is it's constructed from recycled shipping containers. Um, so pretty cool. Um, they also they have a processing kitchen uh, where they process a lot of the plants that they grow and there's opportunities to prepare food. They have a classroom um, and they have a uh, large hoop house nurseries. Um, where they're able to grow microgreens um, in, other, in other plants year round.
1: So at the Edmondson Farm, they also house some of ECO's programs, including the Summer Youth Program for local low-income youth of color. And here they learn to make Their own healthy meals. They learn farming skills. It it sounds really cool. Did your daughter participate in this? Yes.
0: Yeah. Actually, um, a few summers ago, um, my daughter participated in their summer youth program, where she helped to to coordinate um, some aspects of the program. Um, She mostly got to focus on helping to develop recipes from the foods that they got to harvest from the farms um and so she really really loved her experience there that um, so cool. she also got to help coordinate some of their their workshops um on you know youth leadership development and and things like that so it was it was pretty it was pretty cool um it's, it sounds I think like a great opportunity yeah I think it's like one of the experiences that she she values a lot and
1: You know, one thing that's really interesting about this farm that really connects us even more to the topic of farming while Black is that the town of Edmonston, what is present day Edmonston, was originally founded by a former enslaved Black man. His name was Adam Francis Plummer. And when he was able to acquire this land, his intention was to reunite his family after emancipation on this land. So I just find it amazing that now part of the land that he acquired, this farm stands and also, you know, kind of helps to reunite Black folks with the land again. I I think that's just a very interesting aspect.
0: Absolutely. I I absolutely love that too. Um, It's sort of like, you know, starting on land that has a rich Black history, so I love right. that. Now, but,
1: but you know, let's let's get it correct. You know, when he got this <laughs> land or acquired this land, this land was not,
0: uh, let's say, was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't sort of like ripe for it yeah. wasn't ideal for for farming. He was able to acquire
1: this land. This is land nobody wants,
0: but <laughs> being
1: able to take this land and create it, it still stands. Edmondston is still a place, and it still serves our community, black people, even through the present-day farm that's there. I think that's amazing.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So the the second farm that we got to visit was Eco's Bladensburg farm. And so when we think of urban farming, this might be sort of the the sort of quintessential kind of farm, right? The the farm's located at a low income housing project on 3.5 acres of land. And formerly there there were three apartment buildings that were on that land um, and had, you know, since been torn down. And so um, this farm is built on land that was, you know, originally had a whole bunch of concrete on it, right? It had whole big buildings on it, right? um right. um prepare
1: that land for farming, that's a big transition. Right. And I, I'm amazed that it literally, this farm is in the middle of Low income housing in the middle. It, I, I thought it was amazing to see that there. But yeah, Yeah. the work that it takes to to knock down three project buildings and then put soil or activate the soil for a resource to the community. I think Mm -hmm. that's really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, sort of like the the rose that grew from concrete. (laughs)
1: Right, or the
0: eggplant. Whatever. The eggplant. I feel you. I feel you. Right. Um. (laughs) so i mean this farm was really cool too um we we got to see how composting is done right um so this at the bladensburg farm eco does a lot of its composting including vermicomposting which is composting with the use of worms um so we got to actually touch some of the soil um that sort of derived from you know composted food that the worms you know ate and then you know, uh, uh, what do you process. call it? Uh, yeah. We'll, process. Say process. we'll say we'll be nice and processed. Um, so it was like really cool. And, and I, we got to touch the soil and it was really rich and, and awesome.
1: Yeah. Actually my son came with us to visit the three farms and of the three farms, I think this is the one that he thought was the coolest, you know, mm. he's a little 12 year old boy and they have a connection to dirt like none other and um <laughs> watching the worms in the the uh vermicomposting setup he thought it was really really cool i actually thought it was really really cool as well i had never seen <laughs> anything
0: like that i love how we were all like just into the dirt right like in, right. into seeing the compost i love that your son got to experience that um, and thought it was fascinating so um this farm also has plots in two large hoop houses that allow for growing year-round. And one of the uh, hoop houses is actually dedicated to the beginning farmer's training program, which you all remember um, our first interviewees, um, Camille and Dr. Castor, yeah. um who were yeah who were part of the the beginning farmers program um as well, as well as sky our first three uh the first three folks that we got to interview and and learn a bit about their experience they a lot of their time has been spent um on this farm
1: i love that it it was very interesting to see it um but another aspect of this farm like you know we said it's in the middle of a project and what they do with some of the food on the farm is they sell it to the residents of the community and the larger surrounding neighborhood Mm -hmm. um they've also taught classes and conduct they conduct tours for some of the local elementary schools and community centers in the community i love that giving back if you're gonna be in it be Mm -hmm. of it and that's absolutely
0: absolutely absolutely Um, And then lastly, we got to visit the incubator farm and that um, is located on 11 acres of land in the Watkins Regional Park in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Um, And this is, this was really cool because it was also felt like a kind of a full circle kind of moment, right? This is where um, ECO actually provides a half acre of startup land to farmers to begin their new farming businesses, right? So you all remember um the our last episodes uh where we got to talk with Jeanette and Philip and Isaac um about their experience as as farmers who are incubating their businesses through Eco's incubator farm. Um so that yeah. it was really cool. Um it was. It, this
1: is yeah. where we got to actually meet Philip and see him in action in his plot of land, <laughs> his half acre. Is beautiful. He mm-hmm. has a little chair set up, a little umbrella. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. And there were other farmers out there at the time working as well. Mm-hmm. And just to see the work they were putting in, to um watch them take the vegetables from the dirt, it just connected yeah. for me in a different way. To I've been on farms before, but this was in a different aspect where it was like, okay, no, this, this is it. Like, this is the work. Wheelbarrows, uh, mm-hmm. potatoes. Yeah, All, it it just it hit me different. I I really enjoyed the full full circle. Like you said, we started with the first farm, which mm-hmm. was their first farm, and it it just to go through the steps to Absolutely. see the progression. Mm-hmm. I found fascinating. So freaking informative.
0: Absolutely, it was really informative, and I think it was cool that we got to, you know, see the farms these spaces where the folks that we got to interview throughout the series had you know been spending time at right and they've gotten to talk about the impact of this on their lives and you know um, it was really cool to be present um, on these farms and and one of the things that I got to sort of appreciate in the process of just visiting the farms was exactly what you pointed out like that progression right like so we're starting Right at the Edmonston Farm, you know, which is the original farm of Eco City Farms and where a lot of their programs are held, starting with the youth, right? The youth program where they're supporting young people to sort of become acquainted with the land and farming and preparing healthy meals from what they're able to harvest, right? And then we move on to, you know, the Bladensburg Farm where we get to see the work of new farmers, right, who are coming into this, right? Like and learning how to be farmers, um and 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 learning about how to sustain themselves and their families and their communities through being empowered with, you know, learning to farm. Right. And then mm-hmm. and then we move to the incubator farm, right? Where we see folks who are farmers, who are experienced, um, but are they they're kind of taking it to the next level and making, you know, build establishing their businesses, right? Um and really making impacts, not just in their own families, but, you know, in the broader community, right? Like a lot of the farmers that we got to speak with, they're also touching folks outside of the U S right. They're touching folks in across the diaspora, right. Like in, in parts of Africa and in the Caribbean. Right. And so just getting to see the different levels of support that are offered through, um, you know, eco, eco's programs, um, and... I
1: think in the, in the same thought process absolutely it's I think it's phenomenal how Eco City is able to with each farm to touch the community that's attached to the farm as well mm-hmm. right so in the the, the Edmonston farm and the there's there, like you said working with the youth and mm-hmm. starting from that place and then the um, Bladensburg farm where it's mm-hmm actually selling food to the community, giving Mm -hmm. tours to the Mm -hmm. schools, and it's incorporated in that way. And then obviously the farm, well, they are doing the do. They are (laughs) actually getting the crops and providing it to the community and, and making a profit and being able to sustain themselves. And I think ECO's impact is, on our community specifically, is great and it has such potential this this program the setup has such potential to you know continue to grow absolutely. across
0: yeah absolutely mm. so yeah it, it's been an incredible experience um getting to, so to collaborate with eco on this and yeah. I, I think we both have learned a lot along the process and and have gotten inspired right by by the things that we've gotten to to learn about and talk about and see yeah so
1: if you were to think of the whole series the whole experience of working with eco what would you say maybe your takeaway is Mm. you know what's your thought about the whole thing
0: so you know we set out to when we started this podcast right like this was all about giving voice to black experiences and reclaiming our narrative. Right. And sort of, right. And we talked about like not being uh, we talked about the white gaze and right. Sort of not, and not engaging that, right. Like in this. And I, I think, you know, one of the things that have, you know, been a takeaway for me is really connected to, to that. Right. I think eco is providing black farmers with, opportunities to redefine and reclaim our relationship with farming right and i think in that process right like some i'm thinking about the folks that we got to talk with right like we're sort of actively able to engage in changing the narrative you know a- around black people and farming right like when we look at black folks in farming sometimes like we focus on the history of slavery but i think that that actually while that's, you know, we have to look at that, we have to understand that, right? Like, I think just starting there, like, obscures our focus on the reality that, like, so much of what we know about agriculture, right, in this country, in this society, really stems from, right, ancient African practices, right? Um, And, and, um and, and so it's, and, you know, and we can sort of see how some of the folks that we've gotten to talk to have been sort of engaging with that, you know, thinking about Isaac using some non-traditional practices and, you know, thinking about Dr. Castor, right. How she was really talking about using plants as medicine, right. Like, and, and a lot of that knowledge is, is ancestral, right. Like that's stuff that like sort of comes from like our history, Hmm. right. Like things that have been passed down, right. From generation to generation. Right. And so, right. Like the, our connection to farming right like isn't limited to this narrative of oppression right it's not limited to sort of us working for the man right like us you know being stolen from our land and being forced to labor right for the for the profit of you know of of white society white us society right like it's it's so much bigger than that right it it's so much more historical and more meaningful than that right um and so i i love that through this process we we're getting to sort of like reclaim that right like reclaim that narrative and like it and shift it or to, or bring it back to what it always has been right like we've always been doing this right like we 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 know agriculture we're we're farmers right we're we're connected to the land right and and so i for me it's been really healing to sort of to to acknowledge that right and to see that um in action yeah. so that that's that's one way right i i feel like we're decolonizing the narrative and history of black people in the land
1: mm-hmm. i um absolutely can appreciate all of that the reclaiming part especially um and i like to, to think of it as remembering right remembering mm-hmm. who we were before they tried to define who we were right and bringing it back to our humanity, and the pride in being who we are and the skills and talents that are innate to us, that Mm -hmm. come from us. We've been doing since doing was a thing, right? (laughs) But, you know, they come in and like you say, they colonize our thoughts, our processes, our skills, our talents, and then take the credit for it, which then takes away the power for us, the control, the autonomy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like reengaging with the land reengaging with farming redefining what it means to be a person that is able to farm to grow food to provide for yourselves gives black folks a sense of power reminds us of our power how about that it reminds us of the power that we have to take care of ourselves we don't have to rely on them in their and their systems to sustain it's Mm -hmm. it's just the way they've taught us to believe but once we remember that we can do these things and there's no shame in doing these things Mm -hmm. and there's actually pride in being able to do these things Mm. it really working with eco through this um this series really brought that up for me it's the power Mm -hmm. and for me and black folks is a lot of it is about remembering the power that we have remembering Mm. our humanity and that is this is one way i feel like we can remember Mm. that we can remember it when we touch the the soil when we (laughs) touch the dirt remember the pride remember the ancestors that was doing this before doing this was a thing right like to be able to um decolonize the decolonized foot (laughs) right like to take it back and yeah. say, oh, I know what you think it is, but let me tell you what it really is. You can't tell me nothing. I'm not going to get your diabetes or your high blood pressure because I'm making my own. I'm I'm growing my own food. I'm right. taking care of myself. I no longer have to play in your systems, which right. weren't built for me to, to sustain anyway.
0: Right. You know, That's
1: so real. kick rocks, you know, all <laughs> pun intended.
0: Yeah, so I love I kick just, rocks and dirt, right, whatever else you want to kick, right? You know, just right? Kick. You kick the yeah, dirt, yeah.
1: you can kick the rocks. There's some rocks in the dirt. You got it, mm-hmm. but it just to me that excites me. Ooh. for for black folks to remember, like, nah, I got this, and you can't mm-hmm. take it from me, like that. Yeah, excites me to no end. I love
0: it. Ooh, that is a a very powerful takeaway. <laughs> um, yeah, like that. It's like, yeah, go ahead. You could tell me that I'm not human. Yep. You can tell me that I'm not capable. You can tell me that I'm right. Inadequate. You could, you could try to do all that. Right. But the reality is us being able to hold up the reality that no, yes, I am right. human. We are human. We are capable. We are powerful. Right. Like we have the capacity for so much more than we are constantly told. Right. Right. Then than you define. Right. Exactly. I'm
1: not so much mm-hmm. I have so much uh capability, I am so much more than you'll ever know <laughs> and you'll ever see. Right. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. Colonization didn't teach black folks how to farm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Slavery Thank wasn't you. a benefit like Florida tries to teach the kids now to black folks. It wasn't a benefit to us. We actually benefited y'all. We taught y'all how to live. We taught right. y'all how to survive. We the Native Americans, if we remember, it was ours to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It can't be taken and you can't bastardize it. in any way.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that was a really powerful takeaway. Another, you know, I think takeaway that I think re- really, I think is important um, to mention here is I do feel like, you know, the work that ECO is doing, especially with the incubator farms, um, but with all of, you know, their programs is taking some important steps to sort of address the historical and present wrongs around Black access to land, right? And Mm -hmm. access to healthy food sources, right? Right. Like we know that Black folks have historically been farmers, even after like slavery, after emancipation, you know, Black folks had pretty high numbers of owning land and owning, you know, their own farms, right? And Mm -hmm. I remember reading something about you know, in the in the 1920s, right? Not too far from the emancipation, right? But, you know, Black folks had done a whole lot of work to yes.
1: build their hard, build
0: their communities mm-hmm. back, find their families, you know, mm-hmm. get land, own, own their mm-hmm. own land, and they developed their farms, right? Um, and I think it was something like in the 1920s, about like 13, 14% of Black landowners owned their own farms. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when we look at like the numbers today, it's something like 2%, Right. right. And so, and, and and we know, we know some of that history, right? Like the history of discrimination, like Black folks not being able to get loans to sustain their farms, right? Like land being stolen and taken, right? From folks. Um, and those and
1: discriminatory so, practices still exist today as oh, well. Oh, they do.
0: Oh, yes. absolutely yes. they do. Um, and so I think really supporting farmers to be able to have some access to land, Yes. to sort of rebuild, build their businesses, and I, I love that that happens, right? It's like, right. hey, you know, giving folks like, access to land, you I know, can like... teach
1: you how to farm all day. You can do it out of a pot, but I'm going to give mm-hmm. you land, a, a whole half acre of land. A whole half like, acre, Like, that yeah. is tangible exactly. to our community, right? It's something that will absolutely produce something that right. I could give you to help you sustain, like that's how you do it. That's how you invoke change. That's how you actually become a part of the
0: solution rather than the conversation. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, and I also think, right, like we know that, what like a lot of black communities are basically food deserts or mm-hmm. right, like kind of some folks will say, you know, they're like food apartheids, right, mm-hmm. um, where black folks tend to, you know, we have higher numbers of poverty, right? Like we have higher rates of poverty and in our, you know, black impoverished communities, right, there's less access to supermarkets that offer you know, a range of foods and healthy foods at affordable prices. Right. And so there's, there's like less access, right. To healthy things, healthy food. Um, and I think, right. Like just what eco is doing in the communities that the farms are located, right. Like the Bladensburg farm, especially, right. Like making available healthy food um, I think is, is important. So really, you know, just addressing issues that have been systemic, I think yep. is 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 really important,
1: and I hope it continues to happen and also grow. I hope Eco is able to sustain these programs and continue to impact the community and continue to serve the communities that they do. I I it I'd never heard of something like this, right? Mm-hmm. Where like and like you saying the most like not the most, but one of one of the greatest things is you get the land to farm on like I hadn't seen that setup before yeah. where it's maybe the knowledge maybe right, the dissemination right. of product but not mm-hmm. um not, not
0: a whole the land yeah
1: yeah you know what I mean? that's dope mm-hmm. eco city is doing some really really good work and I'm so glad we had an opportunity to work with them and collaborate with them
0: we, we really are really thankful to Eco City Farms for collaborating with us um, on this project. We want to give our thank yous to our guests, Philip, Camille, Sky, Jeanette, Isaac, Dr. Castor, the Eco City Farms team, to Jocelyn yes. and John and Kayla, and a really special thank you to Margaret Morgan Hubbard um, for creating this incredible organization. Uh, we thank the whole of Eco City Farms for allowing us to take part in this amazing project.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you all for joining us. Let us know what you think about this episode. Follow us on Instagram at hwbpodcast. You can also email us at healingwhileblackpodcast at gmail.com. This podcast series is created by Healing While Black LLC as a partnership with the Healing While Black podcast and Eco City Farms, with special funding from the USDA financed Beginner Farmer and Rancher Development Training Program.
1: Every effort has been made to appropriately credit the sources. The contents of this podcast episode reflects the opinions and experiences of the speakers and podcast hosts, and does not necessarily reflect the views of Eco City Farms or USDA. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.